he spontaneously stood up, offered his hand to his wife, and he danced with her in the middle of the room. And for those few minutes, she had her husband back again. Hi, I'm Bobby. And I'm her husband, Mike. And this is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia. I was a caregiver for my father-in-law, Roger, for seven years. And since then, I've become a certified caregiving consultant and a certified caregiving educator. And I was a secondary caregiver for my father. And since that time, I've become a certified caregiver advocate. Here, we're going to focus on the caregiver. We're going to offer our practical insights and share some emotional support. Maybe we'll even share a few laughs along the way because we all know that laughing is, in fact, the best medicine. Don't forget the wine, Mike. Oh, no. You know, I'll never forget the wine. We wanted to take Mike's dad, Roger, on a trip when he was with us. He was born and raised in Italy, and it was our goal to, to take him to Italy. And unfortunately, that, was, that never happened. Um, and one of the reasons for that was he was afraid that if he, we went there, that the um, medical people, he was still living in the 40s and 50s, thinking of Italy in the 40s and 50s, and they didn't have the medical facilities there that we have here. Um, they didn't have the medicines there that we have here. Um, so he really was very staunch about not going to Italy, which is where he was born and raised. So that was a little bit uh, disappointing to me because it's something I wanted to do. So that brings us to today's guest who realized after years of counseling with families and clients that the quest to enjoy life should never have to stop. She specializes in group multi-generational and educational travel. Her group travel events enable caregivers, along with their loved ones who have specific diagnoses such as dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and MS, to have their bucket list dreams finally come true. She has over 20 years of clinical and management experience in geriatric neurology, rehabilitation, and senior housing as both an RN and adaptive technology professional. Her professional career has allowed her to be a public speaker, CEU educator, clinical consultant, and passionate travel advocate. Please welcome to our show, Kathy Shelf. Hi, Kathy. Hi, guys. I am so happy to get to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you for for, uh, coming on the show and and supporting us. I am always excited for the opportunity. It's, It's just amazing how many wonderful people that we honestly have the privilege to meet with what we do. It's obviously a, a passion of love and consideration that we wish so intensely to get to help take care of these people. You know, having respite for, for the caregiver is such an important issue because, as we know who work in this field, it's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week-for-year commitment to taking care of someone else, often to the neglect of your own health issues. And when we were caring for Mike's dad, respite became absolutely critical. And um, because he wasn't willing or able to travel, we had to apply for respite care through the VA system. And sometimes it was available and sometimes it wasn't. 
In fact, one time I actually threatened them. I, I was in a, <laughs> I was in a state. You know, I was exhausted. I was at the end of my rope. It was, you know, he was truly advanced at that point, and I kept asking for uh, a respite time, and they kept telling me, "I'm sorry, there's no beds available." And I was desperate, and I said, well, here's the deal. I need at least a weekend of respite care for him. If you can't manage that, I'm going to call our local congressperson and tell them that you have an American veteran with 100% service-related disability who's being denied a bid. And if that doesn't work, I'm bringing him in to admit him to the nursing home because I can't do this anymore. Two days later, there was a bed. (laughs) I would have preferred it been on a cruise ship. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's a shame that we have to go to those extremes, but that is not an uncommon story. So, Kathy, why don't you tell us uh, um, and the listeners about what you offer as far as the caregiver cruises? What we what we create, you guys, is a realistic retreat for the caregivers that we create while they travel with their loved ones. And I accomplished this uh, with some very, very careful planning. We are staffed, my team is staffed with professionals, highly educated, dementia-trained, skilled professionals at a level of one professional to every four travelers. And next step, we create a two-hour experience every day, which is an adult daycare program, where we take full responsibility for the care, um, safety, and activities of the loved one, and the caregivers leave. We will literally hug you and tell you to get out. Uh, <laughs> we, will then, we will then do music therapy, art therapy. We may go for a walk on the deck. We may go to the pool. We may go to the dining room and have high tea. Wow. We may divide them up into groups and work with different groups depending upon their cognitive abilities. But either way, when you guys come back after two hours, I promise you that your loved ones are going to be happier than when you left. We are going to have played games and played music and done painting and played wiffle ball and many, many, many other activities that will keep them engaged and happy. But in the same breath, the caregivers have had two solid hours to go to the spa, go take a nap, stand out on the deck and scream. Um, (laughs) Sometimes all of those things need to happen in the same two-hour period. (laughs) Yes. Um, But then we will also turn around then and have a caregiver circle that will give the caregivers the chance to talk, communicate, and interact with each other because they learn more from each other than they ever do from us. Right. And... So we, we try to create a situation where they are engaged with each other, that they they get to know and learn from all of my staff. And they literally have a have a relaxation opportunity. So we also create an interactive conference where we have people such as yourselves, you know, trained professionals as speakers that are prepared to actually give meaning and added value to what they go home with. We also have a group dinner seating so that they can sit down and have a wonderful meal, but they don't have to be embarrassed or feel left out because their loved one does not 
possibly eat in the same manner that they have been accustomed to eating. Right. And sometimes they're just not comfortable going out to eat anymore. And it's real tiring eating in the same spot every day. We experienced that with my dad, that it was stay at home because we his um, table manners weren't the best. Correct. <laughs> and that's extremely common. Yeah. But in this situation, all of our families are in the same boat, figuratively and realistically. <laughs> and if your loved one does not any, know how to order appropriately, well, neither does mine. And <laughs> right. if we're not going to be quite so neat with the soup, well, Kathy will probably end up spilling it on the table, too. And probably so, Mike will, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we just, we just get to have happy moments without having to feel as if you're not meeting a pre-set standard. We also create group excursions that are available to all of our families. They're not obligated to go, but we certainly will provide a, a escorted, supported group excursion in each port so that they can still see and experience the lovely places that we have the chance to visit. And they don't have to feel as if they've been put into a foreign country without help and support. So we will have an RN uh, or a trained professional to accompany all of those excursions. And we also have a private duty possibility because, you know, every day is, is different and we don't get to predict what happens each day when we're caring for someone. And some days just don't work out the way we hope they will. Right. So if, if the end of dinner, for instance, um, you guys have just had it and you don't want one more, I, you don't need one more minute. So I just need a little bit of word. You know, Bobby can just say, hey, Kath, I've had it. I need a couple hours. Oh, that is so and, valuable. So valuable to a caregiver. I will have... For a, for a very minimal hourly fee, we will do whatever we need to do. Take your loved one for a walk on the deck. Go back to the cabin and, and let him take a nap. Um, go, out, go, to the, go shopping through the shop. Whatever intrigues them. And you guys got whatever time you tell me you need to just... I had this last trip when we went to the Western Caribbean. I had a family... And he, he literally called my cabin and said, I can't do it, Kath. Like, okay, 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 Ray, what do you need? He said, I just need somebody up here. He said, I need to go to happy hour. I need to go. He had come with a friend. He said, Dennis, and I need to go to happy hour, and I need to go now. I said, okay, you got it. And Leslie and I ran up there, and we just took care of her. Um, she, she took a nap. We got her ready for dinner. And we said, okay, Ray, we'll just meet you at dinner. We'll meet you at the table for dinner with her ready for dinner. Go. And that changed his entire trip. It was an hour and a half of time, but that gave him the moment that he needed to still be able to interact with his friends and have some time when he could just relax. Just be him. And just be who he is. And, 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 and with the total permission that that's okay, right. that he needs a couple hours to just be him. Now, Kathy, one of the things you said at the at the very beginning was you have one professional staff per four travelers. Is that four carries or is that four travelers? It's four travelers. So that when we go into that respite or daycare time, I'm literally at two to one. Okay. Because because I have to be I'm still a nurse, 
And the RN in me is always going to make sure that they're safe first and foremost. Right. I just, and I don't know what's going to happen during that respite time when you guys are gone. Right. And I need to be able to make sure that no matter what happens, we are covered with professionals that can handle whatever issue occurs. And so we are literally at two to one when we go into that respite time. Um, something that you touched on earlier when you were talking about the various activities that you have for people while the caregivers are taking their two hours kind of sparked an idea in me. Um, I have in my caregiver support group a couple of people who take their person that needs care to the adult daycare center that's attached to the facility where I have the caregiver support group. And one of the things they mentioned, because of the interaction that they have at the adult daycare center where they don't let them just sit in a chair and watch TV and not interact, they keep them busy for the whole time that they're in there, they've actually seen some slight improvement. I can imagine, based on the stimulation that you have within this, these groups that you have, that some of the caregivers are, are amazed at what the reactions to the people that, that need care. Have you found that to happen? Yeah, thank you so much for bringing that up, Bobby. Um, we, it is called neuroplasticity. And it's one of the topics that we intensively teach when we're in our um, conference sessions with the caregivers. But it's actually a intense simulation of each of our five senses. And the improvement in cognitive awareness and the abilities of increased communication is just amazing. We've, we've just had some amazing experiences with that kind of programming. We, we, dish, we, sh, we use a different sense every day. So, for instance, before we ever leave, I'm going to do a survey with the caregivers. You know, what is your loved one's favorite song? Where did they go to school? Who's their favorite baseball team? What did they used to do in their lives? What's their, what's their favorite movie? I'm going to have this information on each of our clients before we ever leave the U.S. So that comes in, in two ways. That, that ends up being beneficial in two ways. First of all, if we ever have an agitation issue, the correct song and the right kind of music will diffuse that almost immediately. And number two, when we're doing these activities, I know what these people like, love, and want to hear about. So I know if they're Bears fans or Green Bay Packer fans, and I know if who their baseball team is and where they went to school. And so we know what words and ideas to trigger their interest. Right. And it's just amazing how we can get an increased response. Make with, it so much easier sight, to engage. Sight, smell, taste, hear. Um, we sing, we dance. You know, all of the movement activities and interaction just makes a huge difference in their overall well-being. So sometimes we think that the person that is being cared for can't do some of these things, that they just need to be encouraged and receive the proper stimulation to do that. Right. So you're not only you're not only helping the person not progress, but actually helping improve not only for them but the person taking care of them. Um, I imagine what what you're talking about. You have people come back more than once. Well, we have numerous repeat clients. <laughs> numerous, numerous. Um, we have we have many, many, many repeat clients. That is my greatest honor their confidence that people have in us to, to keep making that kind of difference and to let them keep living and keep traveling and enjoying their lives that they can. 
um, we have many, many clients that repeat. And so I'm always seeking and wanting and working with different speakers, different presenters for the conference experiences, because they want to be able to hear and know something different. You know, they'd like there to be a fresh new take on the conversation. And we want, we, I need, I want these repeat clients. It's, it's of most value to me to their, their ability to be um, happy and to go home and tell their friends and neighbors and associates, you know, we've not only had repeat clients, but we've had clients that bring their entire support group with them on, on some of that, you know, they go back and talk about it and then, you know, then more people come, which is exactly what we need. So I imagine you develop relationships, but you also would have to see the progression of the disease over time. We do, and it's 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 difficult to see the ones that we come to love and know um, progress. Of course, it is just as if they become part of our family. To be honest with you, it's it's a painfully difficult disease. But in my heart, I know that we have just let them have moments of happiness that are just as wonderful as the moments that you and I get to have. Absolutely. And it, it is such a gift to so many people. And what you're doing is so uh, angel on earth, um, just the impact that you're having on people who are having such a difficult time in their lives and, and bringing joy to it. And that caregivers will have these wonderful memories um, once they're not able to go on a cruise anymore. And, you know, that they'll carry with them forever. And, and that's, that's, I say that we are creating lifelong memories for the caregivers and amazing moments for their loved ones. I don't think you can say it any better than that. So I have, I have a, an amazing example of a gentleman who, who was not verbal. He was, he was very mobile, but nonverbal, and had really not been verbal for at least six months. Sitting in this music therapy, music experience one evening, he spontaneously stood up, offered his hand to his wife, and he danced with her in the middle of the room. Oh, my goodness. Something that he had done wow. with her a thousand times, but... He was actually able to sing the words to that song to her in her ear. It it was there was obviously not a dry eye in the room, but <laughs> he he didn't he didn't remember the next morning. But she's gonna remember that moment for the rest of her life. And so will you. And oh yes, sir. <laughs> and that that kind of experience is what makes me so determined to to make this available and let these situations get to happen for people. You know, that, that moment that I gave to his precious wife is, is what she needed. Well, it's interesting that you, you mentioned that you do the music therapy and now there with the music and the getting up to dance I know I've worked with some folks. I'm a musician, so I've worked with some folks with music and um, music and memory. And I know my dad, growing up in Italy, he loved opera. And so I would put on opera CDs or a opera DVD of Andrea Bocelli, and it was his favorite. Um, 
it actually became his favorite. And he would say many times, put on, put on the program on TV. And I would sit there and I would watch the DVD with him. And it was a 75-minute DVD. But it always ended up being about two to two and a half hours because it would bring back a flood of memories to him. And I got to go on this history of my dad less, uh, tour. And um, it was very special. And, and having those moments to hold on to now, that that gives you that gives you so much so much happiness and reward that you were able to do that for him. And it, you know, talking about this reminds me of your father and one of his moments of clarity talking to us about when he was a young man in Italy, and they would roll up the carpet in the kitchen and they would have dances, and I he. You know, he under, he could do ballroom dancing. He did waltz, and he did rumba, and he did cha-cha, and he did all of these wonderful dances. And um, I would love to have seen him do that. Now, now, when he was telling me about this once, I said, uh, and so did you steal a kiss to a pretty girl? And he said, I never stole nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so she must have offered it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a willing accomplice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, but those those kind of things that are captured through music just change the situation. Yes. Um, we we use the music that is provided for us on the ship. We take music. Um, I will have every song that I have been told is their favorite song downloaded before we ever leave home. We aggressively pursue to use music. Um, it has it has created boundless joy and happiness for most of the clients that we've had the privilege to serve. And how does that compare to the art? Because I understand, um, you know, painting and, and doing art projects also bring out a lot of memories for people. We, we have used art also. Um, I would have to say that we have been more I personally successful with the music. Right. Um, but that's probably just an isolated situation that, you know, from my personal experiences. Mike, maybe you want to explain about music in the brain and how that's one of the last functions that your brain loses. Well, it's, it's interesting because if you think of the deepest, darkest, undeveloped countries, that rhythm plays a part in their lives. And they don't understand music, but they understand rhythm. And I think from the moment of conception or realization, um, there is rhythm associated with that cell or cells, the mother's heartbeat, the breathing patterns, chewing, swallowing, bodily functions. And it just continues on all throughout the life. So that's one of the first things that is developed. And of course, as we know with dementia, the earlier memories are the last to go. So that stays the whole time. And what music does is it reaches in and it touches that point that is still there and it pulls them out and into the moment for however long that moment is. I remember when your, when your grandmother was in the nursing home and we would walk in there and they would be playing the music from the 30s and 40s and even some from the 20s. And um, we're in the car and we're driving home. And I said, you realize that when we get to the point where we're in the nursing home, the music that's going to be playing is going to be the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> the Who. 
the music of your childhood stays with you forever. So um, that's very, very true. <laughs> I'd like the Beach Boys, please. <laughs> Well, we, we happened to watch on YouTube the video Music and Memory and saw how the huge impact playing the music that appeals to an individual can bring them to the point where they can speak again. They start talking about their memories. One woman actually pushed her walker aside and started dancing. Somebody that was feeling very aggressive became calm and started talking about you know, chasing girls as a young man, it, it makes such a huge difference. And they stay in this augmented state from this music for hours afterwards. And doctors are finding that they need to use less medication to help these people. And music is a miracle in itself. And I try to tell caregivers as often as possible, if somebody's being aggressive, put this music on and, and, and see what happens. And I'm thrilled that that's a big part of what you're doing on, on the cruises. And as a musician, yeah. I'm thrilled too. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I totally, I totally appreciate that. I have a, I have a vocal music performance degree also. Uh -huh. And I certainly don't hesitate to, um, to work with that. I mean, it makes a huge difference. Yes. Um, we've had people that that want to that want in the same cruise that were interested in Aretha Franklin and someone else interested in Madame Butterfly, and you could see the mood of those two particular clients change just between playing those two genres of music, which are so profoundly different. Right. But they would just immediately respond. the The other point to this is that many times when you study neuroplasticity playing the music that is not your favorite genre can stimulate uh, some of those nerve cells even more aggressively and open up different neural pathways. So we have seen significant results with this music. Like I said, Aretha Franklin versus Madame Butterfly. And both of those clients on that cruise just, just had wonderful outcomes. Increased verbal ability, increased alert status, increased appetite, um, increased conversation and ability to interact with their families. Um, it was just a really excellent. That particular cruise was to Alaska this past um, 2019. Well, uh, you know, our brains are kind of like the rest of the body in, in that we get used to using the brain in a certain way and we don't push to do something new and different. And this whole neuroplasticity um also, you know, recommendations are if you're right-handed, right with your left hand. Um, if you play one musical instrument, you might want to try another one. Exactly. We, we, we actually have our caregivers try to eat with their non-dominant hand. Tell them to go back to their cabin and brush their teeth with their non-dominant hand. Um, after they get done looking at me like I've lost my mind. Um, <laughs> it becomes a very, very amusing conversation and they begin to realize what it that really makes a difference because now you have to think about brushing your teeth. We'll have to try that at home later. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it when you do not have a really good shirt on, please, because <laughs> your dry cleaning bill will reflect the nightmare. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, you're exactly right. That, that is a, that is an, a realistic way of opening up new 
um, nerve pathway and increasing the cognitive awareness. And we are all in a situation of needing to do that <laughs> just because we're under so much stress that we all need to have those kind of opportunities in our own existences. And our, our caregivers benefit from those conversations just as much as the loved ones who already have a memory deficit. Well, I was just going to go down that path. Um, we've talked about how the patients respond or the carries respond. How is the response of the caregivers? You know, we have two different kinds of clients, and it's a constant conversation. We have one group of clients that want desperately the respite, and they take advantage of every opportunity to have assistance and are participating in each of the adult daycare sessions and so forth. And they may go take a nap. They may, they, they may go to the spa. They may just go walk. They may go sit with a friend, but they desperately just need that, that time to themselves. And then I have a different set of clients on the same cruise that, that need and want and seek all of the education and caregiver learning that they can possibly absorb from all of us and they will probably participate in the rest of the time but they desperately want the conference education they want to know about this neuroplasticity they want to learn about caring for the caregiver you know they're looking for ways to leave the cruise with an education added on in in addition to the caregiver respite and retreat. I can certainly understand both of those situations and would have wanted to at least go on two cruises so I could do both. Um, Because, (laughs) you know, there was a time when I was so exhausted and I was having migraines and panic attacks and my hair was falling out and I would have wanted just some time not to have to deal with anything at all. But it's also so important to become educated as much as possible because the more you know about how to respond to the behaviors, the less stress there is for both of you. So the services that you are providing on both sides are, are, are wonderful. And so we just let people do what works for them. Um, I, I routinely use a couple of cruise lines that allow our clients to have room service um, as part of the complimentary services they've already paid for. So I encourage them to have room service delivered for breakfast. You know, at least get coffee. You know, it, it, there's no charge for this. Take advantage of having um, breakfast on the lanai. Right. And if you don't show up to do music therapy at 930, I'm not going to be pounding on your door at 945. But on the other side of the coin, I'm going to at least check on you guys by about 1030 because I don't, want there to be a problem and you not be able to get help. So so we definitely leave them to have their wonderful vacation at their level. But I'm going to check and say, hey, are you guys okay? Do you want help? Or do you want us to just check back on with you and maybe join us for lunch? You tell me what's good. You know, most of them just say, we're having breakfast. We're good. Once in a while, I'll get somebody to say, get somebody the heck up here. <laughs> I'm like, yes, ma'am, we're on our way. So you know, there's, the combination is, is kind of what we're doing as a team, as my, my staff just kind of morphs into what each family needs. How many Cathy's actually exist? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kathy, as we're winding down here, uh, our time together, I have a question for you. A lot of 
times um, I know it was a situation with us that I would say to Bobby, I would say, look, why don't you just go take your book, go to the local shop, have some tea, read for a little while, and get some downtime. But she was reluctant to do that because what would hap- What if something happens when she's not there? Do you find that um, that dynamic with the caregivers on the cruises? I see that all of our repeat clients totally trust us without a shadow of a doubt. And I think that the, the newer clients take that lead from our clients that know us so, so well. Uh, that's good. So, yes, I would say the first couple days, there may be a little bit of anxiety about leaving dad with us because they don't know us well enough yet. But it only takes a few moments for them to hear that the other families are, they take that lead from each other. Yeah, that was that was my downfall, for lack of a better word. Nobody knew the situation better than I did. I knew what his schedule was. And if you interrupted it, he would punish me later. So I wasn't about to give up control. Um, so I'm so glad that when people do go on the cruise that they're they're able to let go of that because... Well, on the other hand, is I'm really sensitive with asking, what do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. Does he need to be toileted while you're away? Is there is there some piece of his care that you need us to be attentive to? And by always listening to that response... Yeah. And then having a full staff prepared to do whatever you would ask of me, then that increases their confidence dramatically. Yeah, the anxiety goes down. Sure, because I've been the director of nursing. I've been the director of nursing in home health and in senior living. And it's perfectly appropriate that those, the caregivers, the loved ones that have literally sacrificed their personal existence they have concerns, and they need to be addressed and cared for very carefully. Well, Kathy, thank you so, so much for um, taking the time to be with us and our listeners today. Um, it's been a real joy talking to you and finding out more about your caregiver cruise. We're going to put links up on the rogerthat.show website to find out more about you and your cruises. And we just, we're just so thankful for you to, to spend the time with us today. Thank you so much, you guys. It's absolutely a pleasure. I'm really, I'm really excited. We are going to be going um, on January the 22nd to the Southern Caribbean. That's our next cruise. But, you know, we have one that's going to sail out of New York City um, over the 4th of July. New York City. All right. (laughs) It's going to sail from New York City, round trip New York City on Canard. And we're going to go up into Canada and come back and spend the 4th of July in Boston. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Mm. And so that is going to be an awesome experience. All right. Well, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. You are very welcome. Thanks, guys. It's wonderful to know that this option is available to caregivers and those who need care uh, so they can both have an experience that they would not have been possible just a few years ago. We touched a little bit on what it was like trying to get um, respite care for for your dad when he was alive. And I know that there are caregivers out there just desperate to uh, experience something like this. Yeah. And I think one of the big takeaways from from talking with Kathy, and we've, we've known it all along and everybody talks about it, 
the caregivers do in fact need a break. Um, but one of the other things that she talked about is that there's the opportunity there for when you need it, you can, as they say, tag out. Yes. You know, hey, be here, I got to go. And that's one thing that we didn't have. We didn't have somebody where we can tag out that they could take care of of uh, my dad to just give us a half an hour, an hour, 45 minutes, whatever we needed to just breathe and get ourselves right. But when I tell caregivers that when somebody asks if there's anything I can do to give them a break and uh, or to give them a job, and one of those is to just to go and sit at, at the caregiver's house for half an hour and just let them take a shower or just go to the bathroom and cry or whatever it is they need to do in that short time frame. So, yes, that's extremely valuable. And I think uh, one, of the, one of the other things is don't make life stop because both of you, the carry and the caregiver, are still living, breathing human beings. You still have life to live, and it gives the opportunity for you to do that, have that vacation, and also connect or reconnect. Um, I think I think that was pretty special. And um, also, don't let accessibility derail anything that you want to do, that you can still have those bucket list moments, if you will. Absolutely. And I can't imagine how many of our of our listeners are not aware that this program even existed. And um, I hope a number of them will take advantage of it. You can find more information about Kathy on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That, and I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia. So please, subscribe to the show, go to iTunes and post a review, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Let us know how we can help, or if you have a question you'd like for us to address, or if you just want to say hi, please do. To find out more about us or where Bobby will be speaking next, head over to rogerthat.show. That's roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that.show. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. You can find out more about HCA on our website or go to hearingcharities.org. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content.